When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vandegraaff and I'll be your host today. At the Lifestyle Practice, we help dentists take control of their situation and build themselves a practice around the life that you want to live. We primarily do this with coaching where we team with you one-on-one and work through all the obstacles you face in the trenches of growing a practice. We also help dentists with this podcast. We hope it's been a tool for you to improve your game. And we hope it gives you a feel for our commitment to helping dentists. So when you're ready to bring on a coach, you'll call us. We're actually regularly approached by vendors and DSOs about partnering or advertising on this podcast. Just so you know, we decline these and intentionally keep everything advertisement and influence free so we can bring you the best value straight from us. So please, if you're benefiting from this podcast, leave us a review and especially share us with your dental colleagues. If you're not getting value from this, please listen to something else you'd like. Jumping into today, I wanted to talk to you about patient de-escalation. We all do our best to treat patients great, but despite every effort, encountering an angry patient is something we all face. If you see 100 patients, just by the law of numbers, you're going to have a couple completely unreasonable people to deal with, and it's important to be able to manage these. This is on my mind because of a recent video that went viral of a pediatric dentist mishandling a situation with an unhappy mother. To briefly summarize what happened, this woman's daughter had some small cut or scrape on the outside of her cheek from her visit at the dental office. I believe it was just a hygiene visit, probably a scalar or a pedo mouth prop scraped the outside of her cheek. The video filmed by this mom shows the doctor coming into the room basically expecting an argument. You can tell the mother is already distressed and is really, she's overreacting about the scrape on her child's cheek. Well, the doctor comes in, presumably ready for an altercation. He appears upset and is very short with her. He says, what's going on? He looks very quickly at the cheek and basically dismisses it. He says, oh, I'm sure she'll be fine. What do you want me to do about it? The mother wants to know what happened and the dentist basically said, I wasn't in the room. I didn't even touch her. It, you know, it is what it is. And he's not wrong in what he's saying, but he comes across very defensive and unempathetic. I could definitely understand where he's coming from. There was an overreaction from the patient over something pretty small. And it seems like the patient who was, you know, videoing this interaction was really looking for some trouble. That would be a very uncomfortable situation to be in. But he did not handle the situation well at all. The mother posted this to social media and within a day, thousands of people saw this doctor at his worst moment. The negative reviews came flooding in and his practice reputation, which he had likely taken years to build, and he had a good reputation, was critically damaged overnight. It's unfortunate that's the kind of world we live in right now, But this story illustrates how important it is for us to be able to de-escalate a heated situation so they don't blow up on us like that. I'll first say, as we get started, that hopefully these are rare instances. 
If you have upset patients all the time, you're doing something wrong. You or your team are likely communicating incorrectly with patients. Maybe you're always running behind. You don't have a financial policy in place and patients are becoming surprised. If this is a regular item at your practice, there's something happening that you need to fix. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about in every practice, even the great ones, you're going to have a Karen or a Ken finding some obscure problem, even if you're doing things right. Let's talk about how to confidently handle these situations. First, and this is the most important thing I'd want you to remember from this. If you walk into an operatory and face an angry patient, remember that you are dealing in emotions more than logic. Feelings are likely more important than facts right now. So prepare yourself accordingly. They likely want to argue. They may want to let you have it, but there are no winners in an argument. If you argue, both sides lose, and in our situation, you're going to lose worse. So don't have a debate. Don't try to explain why you're right or where the patient is wrong. If a person is truly upset, they are in a reactive state and they will not think objectively. Remember, people are emotional creatures, not logical ones. Research shows, and this is pretty interesting, 80% of decision-making is driven by emotions. 20% or less is derived from logic. So when the patient is going off about whatever it is, their sore gums or their insurance or whatever, your challenge is not to debate but to maintain your own emotions. And this can be hard because it's natural to become defensive when somebody is being aggressive to you, especially when it's unwarranted. Raising our fists is the default response, and it's the response that doctor had. It takes a deliberate choice to remain composed and bring calm into the situation. It's really the same with other life relationships, in my opinion, and in parenting. This is a bit of an aside, but I've been reading a lot about emotional parenting and how much of a parent's job it is to help children just work through their feelings and get into a controlled emotional state where then they can learn and reason. So at home or at the practice, the great test for us is to not lose control of our own composure and not to mirror the behavior, the fit, or the tantrum. These situations are almost like a contest. If you remain cool and collected, you'll work through it. If you become emotional or upset in any degree, you've lost, and the upset patient will get the escalation and the problem they're looking for. Your initial goal is not to be right, but rather to address their feelings. Second point, how do you bring them down? Well, this is how. You listen and you validate where they are coming from. In my first example of the dentist that went viral, he came in, he talked fast, he barely listened, and he showed zero empathy. He basically confirmed what the mom was complaining about. This doctor was rude and careless with my child. If instead he would have come in and sat down, leaned forward a little bit and said, oh, tell me everything that happened. How are you guys doing? And then he just listened and showed some empathy. After letting mom vent her concern for a minute or two, he could have nodded and said, I can totally understand what you're feeling. Oh, look at this scratch here. That doesn't look comfortable. I didn't see this happen personally, but I'm really glad you brought this to my attention. Let's talk about how to help this spot heal and how we're going to monitor this. If he did something like that, it would have totally diffused the situation and had a completely different outcome. And notice, none of what I just said there included any admission of wrongdoing or even an apology. 
It was just validating them and putting them on their side. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, commit one or two minutes of your busy time to engaged listening. Don't justify your position or don't explain what really happened, at at least initially, but instead just validate them. Yes, that makes sense. I can totally see what you're saying. This will diffuse the bomb. You address their feelings with listening and empathy. You're resisting the urge to become defensive or reactive yourself. You're giving them the opportunity to share what they need. I had a patient come in a while back that was livid with us. And for the weirdest reason, I did a crown on this patient on number six. He was very picky and it was a hard case. He had to sit straight up in the chair because... He could never lean back, right? One of those, he had like five neck pillows. And on top of that, the tooth had a partial clasp on it. So it was kind of a tricky case. Nonetheless, I got through it and the crown fit great. And I had satisfied his high expectations. So I was confused when he came back the next week, accusing us of stealing money from him. He did not want to talk to my front desk or he didn't get a satisfactory answer from her. So he came into an op and he just let me have it. Apparently, He had looked in his insurance catalog and saw that his insurance had covered 100% of some random resin temporary crown code. And he thought that the $300 he paid towards his porcelain crown was us charging him for the temporary he wore for a week while the lab was making his crown. Yeah, so it was pretty weird and I had never heard that before. And I can definitely see why my front desk was confused by his concern. Anyway, it didn't really matter at that moment what the problem was. Right then, the real problem was he was ticked and he wanted to let us know how angry he was. He wanted to voice that he was treated unfairly. My initial impulse was to let him know we had performed and he had paid for a permanent porcelain crown. But I could tell he was a ball of nerves and he really needed to get this off his chest. So instead, I I asked him to help me understand better his concern and I just took it in. He shared his grievance with me for a minute or two. I knew before he even started his little speech that he was dead wrong and that the dentist in me wanted him to understand what a great job I had done despite him being a pain. But instead, I listened. I looked inside his little insurance book and I nodded in my head. Oh, I see where it says that. That makes total sense. I can I can see why you'd be frustrated. After he got his accusation out and he saw that I wasn't arguing with him, he, he toned down a little bit. I let him know we've never charged for a temporary crown before, but we're going to double check to make sure that his copay was just for the porcelain crown. In the end, he ended up being more reasonable than some of these types of patients because once he allowed us to show him the EOB, he accepted and understood the situation. It doesn't always end that cleanly, but in this case it did, largely because of how we de-escalated the situation. And then, interestingly enough, this patient actually accepted a lot more treatment right after that treatment that his insurance didn't cover at all. So a little listening and empathy can go a long way. Only after bringing a heated person back down can you hope to establish some understanding. Third, the last point I wanna make is learn from what these patients are saying. In my example here, and in the case of the earlier doctor who mishandled the angry mother, those were pretty much unpreventable. Nothing really could have been said upfront to prepare the patient for those unforeseen issues. Sometimes people are just unreasonable and weird problems arise. But more often than not, there is an element of truth to what a patient is complaining about. Yes, they may exaggerate the problem or they 
maybe mistaken to a degree themselves, but that is their perception. And right or wrong, the patient's perception is really all that matters. Take their complaint as an opportunity for you to improve. Whether it's a complaint about a financial issue or how a procedure went or about what your staff said, let that unhappy customer be for you a free consultant who is telling you precisely what you need to improve in your practice. Look at it that way. I enjoyed my partner Derek's latest podcast on a rare one-star review that he received and how he turned that unpleasant experience into a very positive learning experience and how he now has a new approach of how to speak to patients in pain. This is a mature and productive way to respond. It's been said that your most unhappy of customers are your greatest source of learning. In summary, if you have an angry patient, go into the situation using your head. Remember that you are dealing with emotions more than facts. It is key to keep your own composure. Rather than making sure you're right, make sure you're listening and validate whatever the patient's experience may be. Empathize with them and once they see you're on their side, they will be much more likely to work through a misunderstanding. Do this and you won't be the person whose practice tanks because of a terrible viral video. Do this and you could have an even better relationship with the patient than you did in the first place. Big picture, guys. This is an intentional technique in communication. Stephen Covey said that communication is the most important skill in life. Building these skills will help you improve your practice and your life. If you have thoughts or questions, email us at Stephen, Justin, or Derek at thelifestylepractice.com and have a great week. Cause I live my life like it's all I got